Well, I appreciate all that the service has involved this morning, and what a blessing it's been already, amen? How many of you are glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Man, I tell you what, how many of you believe in a Baptist hangover? Remember when you were lost and, you know, you'd wake up after a night of sin and you'd be like, oh man, I feel horrible, this is ridiculous, but I'll probably end up doing it again next Friday night. How many of you like go to church, fellowship, eat too much, stay up too late, wake up the next morning, go, man, I feel horrible, but that was great, and I'll probably go to church and do it again next week, amen? Good to be on this side of grace, amen? What a blessing. Take your Bibles this morning, if you will, please turn to 2 Corinthians 8, verse 7, 2 Corinthians 8, verse 7 for our text this morning. Again, I want to say thank you, Bible Baptist Church. For your love, this really is one of, and it's kind of starting to become my favorite place to be. I just love walking into a church and seeing the gospel. Seeing the gospel in so many lives, so many nationalities, so many different peoples. It is just incredible, and it's what God's grace is all about. And we want to say thank you to Cindy and I. Thank you for your understanding and allowing her to come a bit late. We uh, saw our our niece get married. Well, she saw our niece off to get married yesterday, and uh, uh, saw Jake. Another one bites the dust. Amen. <laughs> Jake and Olivia got married yesterday, and we're thankful that she was be able to able to be there for that. And Pastor, thank you for your kindness to allow that to happen, and what a blessing that was. And everything I echo the other missionaries. Everything's just been so wonderful. And I hope that you know that no act of kindness, no act of love uh, misses our heart and, and, and uh, fails to communicate uh, what you mean by those things. And then most importantly, Jesus sees it. Amen. And Jesus said, when you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. And when we get to heaven, I just think there's going to be a special place uh, in the Lord's heart for those people who said, we're just going to be a blessing to the people who want to go be a blessing to the lost. Amen. And that's, a, that's something we treasure. This morning, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I, I, I don't tell a lot of stories when I preach, uh, but every missionary needs to be a good storyteller because God does things that are so fun to watch and see. And I'm going to tell you something that happened. It's the kind of thing that might happen here at Bible Baptist Church. I'd love to see it happen sometime because I'd love to see the look on Pastor Keeley's face if it did, Okay. And it's the kind of thing you might expect to see in South Florida. So one of our men, Moses, is a, is a firefighter, okay? He's a trained professional firefighter. And Moses is a big, strong, stout guy. When you shake Moses' hand, you feel like you're shaking hands with the Incredible Hulk, okay? And uh, Moses, of course, and his wife, Evelyn, got saved and, and got baptized. And we baptized Evelyn. She's kind of a wiry, thin lady. And we baptized her. And then Moses came down and got in the water. And, and when I baptized, you know, our, our folks in Africa, especially in Botswana, we don't have a lot of water, okay? We're, we're a desert country. A lot of our folks have never been in a swimming pool. A lot of them don't even take a, a bath in the sense of they would never get in a bathtub, okay? They might take a shower, but uh, some of them, even if they live in a nice middle-class home, might just step into a plastic or a galvanized tub and take a bath like we used to before we had all the amenities we have now, okay? And, and they call that bathing. 
and, and Moses gets down in the swimming pool, and because our folks are a little nervous about being in water, I coach them a little bit, and I say, hey, listen, now here's what's going to happen. You know, I'm going to say, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and, and, and right before I take you under, buried in the likeness of his death, I'm just going to whisper in your ear, ready? And you'll know it's coming, okay? So don't be scared. You'll be fine. You know, you're holding your nose. I've got you. We're going to go back in the water, up out of the water. When you come up, I'm going to say, you know, raised to walk in newness of life. We've all seen that, right? So Moses comes down into the water, and he's standing there all nice and proud. And I said, okay, Brother Moses, God bless you. Upon profession of your faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Ghost. And I said, ready? He shook his head, yeah. And I said, buried in the likeness of his death, and Moses locked right there. And I mean locked up like a piece of cement. This big muscular guy, and he just like, I ain't going down. And I got him right here, and I said, Moses? And I stood him up. I said, brother, you okay? I'm fine. I said, well, you got to go in the water. He goes, yep. I said, well, relax and go under. He goes, do it. Just like that, I promise. Do it. I said, okay, brother. Let's try this again. Buried in the likeness of his... And he, this is true. I promise. We have pictures. If I had time, I'd show them this morning. Okay? Locked up. I stood him up. I said, brother Moses, you got to go under the water. He goes, do it. I said, I'm trying. He said, it's okay. I'm ready. Third time, took him down, locked the third time. I stood him up. I said, brother, maybe you're not ready for this. We can reschedule it for another time. Evelyn, you'd have to know Evelyn to appreciate this, okay? She's a wiry, thin lady that's like a pit bull in a body, okay? And she's sitting there in front of the whole church. She goes, ha, pastor, he's afraid of water. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can tell, okay? So Moses goes, pastor, do it. I said, all right, brother, we're going to try this one more time, all right? One more time, fourth time, started down, he locked up, I stood him up. Brother Donald, this great big tall guy in the church who's an electrician, he's a deacon in training, he's standing there on the top of the pool in his suit, in his suit clothes, he jumps into the pool, he horse collars Brother Moses around the neck, and he literally, whoom! And, and Moses came up, all smiles, with those big white African smile, and he goes, Hallelujah! I said, Yes, amen. I'm looking at Donald, he's soaking wet. I'm like, Where in the world did you come from, you wild creature? And I'm looking at Moses, and I said, In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, it's done. <laughs> And that's just one of the great experiences we have being a missionary. What a joy it is to serve. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. Read with me, if you will, please. As a matter of fact, if you don't mind, let's, let's read in unison this morning, okay? You're there. Let's read together. Pay attention to the punctuation this morning, all right? Paul says in verse 7, ready? Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. This morning I'd like to ask you a simple question. Will you abound in Jesus Christ? 
Whatever you and I think God wants to do in our life, God wants to do far more. Whatever you and I believe God is capable and able of doing, God can do far more. Whatever you and I have already seen God do, God can do far greater. And God's vision and God's desire and God's burden is so much more than we will ever truly experience. But this morning I'm praying that we can see the Lord in a whole new light and we can see what God wants to do in us, through us, and for us in a whole new light, especially in this matter of missions. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the blessed privilege it is to stand here with dearest friends, co-laborers, partners together in the gospel. God, I'm, I'm so unworthy this morning to be your servant, to be your child, to be your missionary. But God, what a joy. And Lord, this morning we've just embraced that with the joy of the Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you will do whatever's necessary to prepare your servant. And God, you will do whatever's necessary to provide for your work. And Lord, I want to thank you this morning for Bible Baptist Church, the impact, the influence they've had in our lives, the, Lord, fruit that abounds to their account even this very hour because of, Lord, your grace and your mercy. And I pray this morning for the filling of the Holy Spirit for clarity of mind. Lord, loose my tongue. God, take control of my heart. And Lord, I pray this morning that everything we say and do will be exactly what you want said and what you want done. In the Spirit of Christ, Father, we pray and we ask it this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. The theme for the conference is reach. I love the little table displays at the banquet and the sticks going out and the little ping pong balls. How many of you knew those were ping pong balls? You know, little ping pong balls that uh, showed, you know, reaching out. And, and, and let me say this, to reach the world for Christ, to truly reach the world for Christ, we must abound in Christ. Paul uses that word and it's an amazing because it's almost always in the context of missions and it's almost always in the context of giving and it's always in the context of what God desires for you and I to be in Christ. And the word abound, it literally means to super increase. It's not the idea of just increasing a little. It's not the idea of just a little more. It's the idea of exceeding. It's the idea of excelling. It's to be the better. It's the idea of enough and to spare. My wife, when I told her how awesome the meal was, she knows that I am, am trying, kind of trying to make a half-hearted, half-concerted effort to lose some weight while we're home. You know, how many of you understand when you start hitting 50, buddy? Gets rough, amen? And I really am. I'm trying to make a better effort at being healthy. The problem is we keep going to these churches and everybody says, I love you. And to show you how much I love you, I want to feed you, amen? And it's just been tough. It's been a hard thing to do. 
And, and, and when we came into the international dinner on Saturday night, man, I looked around and I was like, man, Pastor, how many people did you say were coming? Are we feeding the 5,000 tonight? Is that right? And it was it just food abounded. It was everywhere. We're all getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving. How many of you know when you go to your Thanksgiving dinner, I mean, it's not your typical meal. It's, you know, food abounds. It's everywhere. And we celebrate the blessing of God by eating. Amen. My wife said, be very careful, honey. You know, you're trying to lose weight and you don't want to get fat. I said, I am not getting fat. I am abounding. I'm abounding. God's been good to me, and I'm living proof. Amen? That's right. Somebody give me a witness. Thank you. Sure. What, amen, I'm getting fat or I'm abounding? Yeah, I knew where that was going. The will of God and the stated purpose of this church this week and the goal of this conference is to truly reach the world with the gospel of Christ. Can I just give you what I believe is some incredible news tonight? I understand we're living in a dark day. If you have any knowledge of, of biblical prophecy and all that at all, if you've got just a basic elementary knowledge, we, we all know this thing's not going to go on much longer. But I do believe we are living in the most wonderful moment in human history to impact our world with the gospel of Christ. It is an exciting time in which to live. It can be done. We are winning. Amen? The, the future is as bright as the promises of God, and, and the only thing that's going to limit God is our faith and our obedience. If, we're, if we obey, God will bless. And, and, and if you want to reach the, gospel, the world with the gospel of Christ, and may I say this morning, there's no greater purpose in this world than that purpose, amen? I've been a part of a lot of things in my life, but there's nothing that's been more of a joy, there's nothing that's been more of a challenge, there's nothing that's been more of a blessing than being what God wanted me to be and being that person that God could use to reach souls for Christ. But can I say this morning that there's a reason why we want to reach. There's a reason why we want to have a mission. Listen, not a missions program, but a missions passion. There's a difference. You can have a missions program. A lot of churches have a missions program, but it's hard to find a church that literally eats, sleeps, and drinks the gospel. It is their passion. It is what it is all about. It is the cause of Christ. Amen? And, and what a blessing it is to be in a church that has that vision. And, and, and let me say that what that is all about, you and I know this to be true, what that is all about is changed lives. It is the grace of God and the love of God being personally experienced by people who know that God is not just some person that the Bible talks about, but that God is a living God, a loving God that desires to reside in the heart and life of every man. And can I just say it this way this morning? The God who wants to change your world, the God who wants to change your life, the God who wants to be at the very center of everything you and I are. And that's why we want to abound in Christ, because we want to reach the world. Amen? That's why this church exists. If you're here this morning, this is your first time, or maybe uh, one of your first times in this church, can I say this morning, you're in a great place. 
You won't be just entertained. You'll be helped. You'll be blessed. You'll be edified by the ministry of this church. Amen? You'll enjoy it. You'll grow. You'll experience God in ways you never have. And may I say this morning that uh, Oswald J. Smith said it best, the mission of the church is missions. And any church, any church that is not seriously involved in helping to fulfill the Great Commission has forfeited its biblical right to exist. I say amen. If the church is not all about the gospel of Jesus Christ, if it is not all about making Jesus Christ known to the world, then what are we about? I say we're about nothing lasting. Nothing that's going to truly make a difference in people's lives. And this morning, I just as we look at this word abound very quickly this morning, will you abound in Christ? The first thing I'd like us to see this morning is this. There is an expectation. There is God's desire for you and I to abound. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have had great and noble aspirations for your own life? How many of you would say, I, I remember when I really began to think about what my life is about and what I wanted my life to be and some things I'd like to accomplish with my life. Uh, how many of you can relate to that this morning? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. Is there anybody here this morning that just has no ambition for your life? <laughs> some of y'all kind of got that look like, where's the coffee and the donuts, man? I'm still trying to wake up. Amen. Let's go a step further. How many of you know exactly what it is to have a passion to see your children succeed? That stuff keeps us awake at night, doesn't it? That stuff is stuff we think about constantly. How many of you want to see your kids do better than you did? Be more than you were. I, I think if you don't really have that kind of a thing going on in your heart, it's, it, it'd be difficult to say, you're a person of great love and great vision and great passion for your kids. And you know, God has a desire for you and I to abound, and God wants to be our Heavenly Father. And, and you know, when we talk about abounding, we're talking about steadily, super increasing. But I, I want you to do something this morning. I, I want you to help me this morning. We need to gauge ourselves a little bit this morning, okay? Uh, you know, when you go to the grocery store, sometimes they'll say, rate your experience, and you know, they're like one, two, three, or one through ten, or you fill out a comment card. Let's fill out a comment card on ourselves this morning, all right? Uh, let me ask you a, qu a question. Are you somebody that needs to be a Christian? Because it all starts there. You see, some people think they're a Christian because they come to church or because they believe the Bible or because they've had, uh, you know, some kind of an emotional experience or they've gone through some kind of a, a baptism or a, a catechism or something. But may I say to you this morning that Christianity is not a system of beliefs. It's a personal relationship with the God of all truth. Jesus is real. What I love about missions is how many times God has proven himself to be God in my life. How many times I have stepped back and said, man, you are so much more than I ever dreamed you are. Amen. And, and can I just say this morning that if you're here and, and you're searching for some truth and you're searching for some answers and, and you're kind of like, man, I want to know more about who Christ is. 
Today could be the greatest day of your life because all God requires of you to do is be willing to come and receive Him by faith, to believe that God is, to believe that God will do what He said He'd do, to understand that as a sinner, you're separated from a holy God who loves you, who wants to know you, who's willing to, uh, who died for your sins so that that problem could be taken out of the way so that you could be reconciled to Him. I'm just saying this morning, if you're here and you don't remember a time in your life when you bowed your head and somebody took a Bible and showed you what the Word of God says and you prayed and said, God, I want to know you. I want you to be my Savior. I want to have a personal relationship with you. I want to get this thing started. Get it started today. Today be a great day to become what the Bible calls a born-again child of God. Amen. And start a real relationship with Jesus Christ. Now everybody has to start at the same place, right? And that's where it all starts. It starts by getting saved, by receiving Christ as your Savior, by repenting of your sin and your way of thinking, and embracing Christ and His will for your life, all right? That is where it starts. But then, you know, sometimes people are just a new Christian. How many new Christians do we have in the building this morning? You've been saved maybe a year, maybe two years, and you're really starting to figure some things out, and you're excited about what you're learning, and you'd say, uh, Pastor Mike, I kinda, I'm a new Christian. Anybody like that this morning? New Christians, look around. Isn't that a blessing? Isn't it good to be in a place where there are new Christians? Amen. So you can be uh, somebody who needs to be a Christian. You can be a new Christian, kind of just getting started. Uh, you can be a nominal Christian. Uh-oh. Somebody say, uh-oh, because this is where most people live. You know what a nominal Christian is? I'll go to church when I want to. I'll go to church when it's convenient. I'll go to church, Brother Wynn, as long as the Patriots aren't playing. Sorry, I just had to put a shot across the bow, Brother Wynn. Amen. I had to get a little even there for Sunday school. I'll go to church if there's nothing better to do. I know I should read my Bible and I know a little bit about it, but I really don't, you know, I don't study the Bible. I don't read the Bible with understanding. I pray, but I can't really say that I have a, you know, a dynamic prayer life. And, and we could go on and on, but I, I think you get the idea this morning. A nominal Christian is a person that just gets content. They're satisfied to be stagnant. God never desires his children to get stagnant. As a matter of fact, I think sometimes we run into the danger of becoming like a plane that I flew on just recently and, and, and we were ascending up out of the airport and the pilot come on and he said, well, folks, we were going to fly at such and such an altitude, but, uh, you know, things are a little bumpy down here and the stewardesses can't get up and serve you. And he said, so we're going to try to find a softer spot a little higher. And when we got to that softer spot, he said, well, listen to this, Pastor. We found it. We're just going to stay here for a while at cruising speed. Most of us do not want a bumpy flight. Most of us are not willing to submit to all the things that God is doing to cultivate growth in our lives. Amen? And we, can, we run the danger of becoming a nominal Christian. But then, let me say this. Everybody should be a normal Christian. And a normal Christian is somebody who has a dynamic love relationship with Jesus Christ. A normal Christian is somebody who is thriving even in the midst of adversity, trial and temptation. 
A normal Christian is somebody who has a burden for souls. A normal Christian is somebody who's faithfully serving in their church. A normal Christian is somebody who gives their time and gives demissions and supports the work of the gospel and gets involved in the cause of Christ. Amen? A normal Christian is somebody that bears a lot of fruit in their life. A normal Christian is somebody who is ever increasing in the things and the ways of God, the work, the wisdom, the way of God. A normal Christian is somebody who is exceptional. Now here's the problem. We think nominal is normal, but normal should be exceptional. God is not about us being nominal Christians. God wants us to be a normal Christian according to the Word of God. Okay, are we together? Is everybody with me? You there or do we need to go to Latin America and get some cafe con leche? The church is all about edification. Do you know what the word edification means? It's to build up. And let me just say this this morning. God is forever at work to build you and I up so that he can send you and I out. And that's what the work of the church is all about. In Ephesians chapter 3, can you turn there with me very quickly? Ephesians chapter 3 this morning. Look with me at verse 17. This idea of abounding, what is it to abound? God's desire for us to abound, to super increase, to steadily become more, to exceed, to excel. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by what? Faith. That ye, being what? Rooted and grounded in love. Now don't miss this, verse 18. May be able to comprehend. That's an important word. May be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Look at verse 20. Now unto him that is able, him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages world without end. Amen. Can I tell you what Ephesians chapter 3 and that whole chapter really and that whole book if you go that deep into it is really all about. Number one, God wants us to abound in our knowing. God wants us to have a mentality about Him. As a matter of fact, can I say it this way? Uh, God wants you to really understand Him. How many of us understand this morning He understands us, but He wants us to understand Him? That's why we have the Word, amen? And that's why we need to be a church that is willing to get the Word to the world. So that all people in all nations of all tribes and languages and tongues and geographical locations and cultures can know the love of Christ. God wants us to abound in our knowing. God wants us to abound in our growing. What happens if you quit growing? You get stagnant. Christianity gets stale. Do you know when people become problematic? when they're not where they need to be with God, when they're just not growing. 
when I was pastoring in our church, we pastored twice here in, in the United States in two different times in our life. And, and, and one of the things I learned as a pastor, Pastor, I'm sure you feel the same way. The best remedy for any problem in the church is people getting saved. When you are focused on people getting saved, it just fixes a lot of problems. Amen? We need more people to sing in the choir. Well, go win some people to Jesus. Amen? We need more Sunday school teachers. Well, go win them to Jesus. Amen? We need more tithers. Well, go win them to Jesus. Amen? We need more nursery workers. Amen? Amen. Oh, win them to Jesus. Amen? (laughs) The best way to fix problems in church is just... You know, go win souls and teach them how to love the Lord. And God wants us to abound in our growing because, listen to this, our maturity determines our usefulness. And understand today that God wants to use you. Can we say that together? God wants to use you. One more time, let's make it personal. Me, God wants to use me. What does God want to use me for? for the cause of Christ, for world missions, for reaching the lost at any cost. God has a plan and a purpose for every person in this room this morning. Nobody's exempt. We need 100% participation, and there's more than one way to get involved. Amen. Growing in Christ, God wants us to abound in our going. And our going is our ability to get out there and get it done for God as we communicate the gospel to other people. I love what one man said. He said, the greatness of a church is not its seating capacity, it is its sending capacity. It's not just how many people sit here on Sunday morning, because sometimes you can sit and soak and sour. Amen? The action word of the Bible is go. And we come that we may learn. We come that God can cultivate. We come that we can grow. We come that we can be equipped. We come that we find fellowship and comradeship and love with one another and in Christ. But then we come so that we can go. And if you come and don't go, you're never going to abound in Christ. You're never going to experience the greatness of God in your life. And to be honest with you, I'll just tell you this. If you come and don't go, you're probably going to get bored pretty quick. Amen. I'm getting a few witnesses from this side. What's your name, sister? I forgot. Sister Barbara's waking up. Amen. (laughs) Secondly, this morning, look, the areas in which we are to abound. And we just want to take a quick look here, if you'll you'll do that with me. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. And I want you to see something. And this morning, Bible Baptist Church, I want to say this, okay? You are to be so commended. You are just like this church that Paul is writing to. And and notice that this morning. Don't miss the blessing, okay? Look what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. Or, I'm sorry, yes, verse 7. He said, therefore, as ye abound. You see that word? As ye abound in what? Everything. Everything. Now, you know what we would say back where I come from? You're hitting on all cylinders. The motor's running, Amen. It's it's running pretty smooth. As ye abound in everything, in what? In faith, utterance, knowledge, diligence, and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. Now let me just give you this quickly, okay? First of all, Paul said you abound in your faith. And we're talking about this morning the areas of our life in which we can abound. First of all, he says you've got to start where everything starts with God. It's your faith. Can I say this this morning? 
you're getting ready to have a business meeting to decide the fate of the lost around the world. What gets done for Christ in this matter of missions in Bible Baptist Church will be completely 100% dependent upon your faith. Let me say this this morning. If you approach this morning with this attitude, when you fill out a, a, a commitment card like this, when you approach it with the attitude, I'm going to do what I think I can do. You'll miss the mark. This, beloved, and my wife and I practice this very, very much in our lives, and, and, and it's one of our favorite things to do. If you practice faith promise giving according to your ability, you'll miss the blessing. This is not about what you can do. Mike and Cindy Haley in Botswana is not about what Mike and Cindy Haley can do. It's all about what God does when people are obedient. And faith, no matter how many messages we hear about it, what a wonderful subject it is. Dr. Lee Robertson wrote, wrote a great book called The Faith That Moves Mountains. I've read it several times. I believe it. I've bought into it. I, I thank God for it. But, but all that faith is is grassroots obedience. It is 100% being a blue-collar Christian for God. It is 100% saying, God said it, I believe it, and I'm going to obey it. Amen? It's obedience to God's will regardless of circumstances or consequences. It was faith that got Daniel through the lion's den. It was faith that enabled Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to look at the king and say, do what you got to do, man, we're going to obey God. It was faith that will enable you and I in this world we live in to reach folks with the gospel. It's faith that will be faithful to church. It's faith that will live a faith-filled life. Amen? It's faith that will count for something when time is done and eternity begins and the, uh, uh, the, 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 the heavens are rolled back and we see the biggest picture that we've ever seen. It's faith that's going to make the difference. And God says we need to abound in our faith. And, and I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to set you up this morning. Pastors made it so plain. This is a, not about a guilt trip. But I just want to tell you what this is this morning. This is faith. It is bottom line faith. It is the same kind of faith we had yesterday. We're getting ready to go soul winning. How many of you went soul winning yesterday? Didn't we have a great day out soul winning? You know what I prayed before we went soul winning? I said, uh, Lord, I'm here in South Florida. Lord, I'm probably going to meet 20 people today that I don't speak their language and I don't understand their culture. But the gospel is the same for everybody. And I'm just going to go and I'm going to knock on doors and I'm going to love people and I'm going to try to tell them about Christ and I'm going to trust that you'll give the increase. And this was my prayer. God, please lead me to that person that needs you the most. And God did that yesterday. That's just faith. It's just obedient. It's being willing to go. Amen? Faith. Faith is not a silly, short-lived emotion. It's a personal and passionate pursuit of Jesus Christ. Utterance. Look what he says. He says, you abound in utterance. Utterance is preaching and communicating about Christ. You know what I love about Bible Baptist Church? You are preaching and communicating Jesus Christ to Pembroke Pines, Florida. And not just here, but throughout the world. Amen? Utterance, knowledge is understanding. Diligence is your sense of urgency. Love to us. Look what Paul says here. Love to us. How many of you uh, appreciate hospitality? 
you know what I love about God's people? They're not just hospitable. They love you to death. It's like, we're going to get you a gift basket. We're going to take you out to eat. Because, you know, every missionary's starving and ain't had nothing to eat in six months, and we got to feed these people. Do you know what we're going to do when we leave and we go back to Botswana? We're going to take your love that you've put into our life. The Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. And we're going to go back to a, a whole lot of people that need to know there's a real God that loves people and saves sinners. And we're going to go back to some people that buy into a whole lot of false hope. And get deceived by a whole lot of false prophets. And I'm going to tell you, I get real, real worked up about that. And we're going to go and we're going to say, there's a Jesus that loves you. There's a Jesus that died for you. There's a Jesus that wants to save your soul. There's a Jesus that wants you to live with him in heaven. And I want to tell you something. There's a whole lot of people back in America that feel the same way. And they've given and they've loved and they've invested in our lives. And we're going to take their love and we're going to carry it back to you in Botswana. So we're going to carry your love in our heart. And we're going to carry your love on our hips. Amen. And just take it back to Botswana. <laughs> But then there's this last thought, this grace also. Look what Paul says about this great church. He says that ye abound. He said, as you abound. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, abound in this grace also. And what he's talking about when he says this grace also, he's talking about the grace of giving. Now, I really want to drive home the point of the message this morning, okay? Sometimes people make the mistake of thinking that missions is just all about giving money. I get a little concerned by people that say, I'm willing to give, but I'm not willing to go. Sometimes people will write a big check to missions and all they're really trying to do is buy themselves out of their obligation to go. Folks, listen to me. The call of God persists in every generation. Even in this church, undoubtedly, God is cultivating in somebody's life to go. It may not be the foreign field. And let me say this. You've no business going to the foreign field until you've reached the field you're at now. Let me say that again. We've no business going to the foreign field until we've proven ourselves where we are now. God calls faithful people. God calls busy people. God calls people that say, I'm going to be the same person in Africa or Asia or China or wherever God calls me, the Middle East. I'm going to be the same person there that I am here. Amen? Amen. And, and God is calling and God wants us to go and God desires that we, we understand that the passion behind missions is not just about money. It's about giving of yourself. And you know what this is and what your missions outreach is? It's an overflow of what God's already doing in your life. Missions is not something we do. Missions is something we are. Soul winning is not just something you do. Soul winning is something you are. Amen. Amen. Don't say, God, 
help me to go soul winning, say, God, make me a soul winner. Amen? This grace also. When God increases our life, it is a, when we abound, it is an increase in our living. It's also an increase in our giving. Dr. Don Sisk made that statement recently. He said, when God blesses us quite often, we think of a better standard of living. He said, what about a higher standard of giving? Now, you say, preacher, so we're, we're really the bottom line is we're going to go back to money. No, we're going to go back to what is God doing in your life today? What is God cultivating? What is God working in your heart? What is God investing in you that needs to so increase and so abound that there is just this overflow that extends to the world? Through your missionaries, through your ministry here, through your testimony at home and amongst your neighbors, okay? Uh, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and we're going to wrap up here. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. I'm going to close this morning with this. I want you to see this. How many of us understand this morning there are results when we abound in Christ? There's a result of our faith. There's something that is a product of what God is doing. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And I've asked permission to embarrass somebody a little bit this morning, so when I do it, don't think nothing of it, okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Now watch the language here. How, Paul, Paul says, listen, don't miss this. You've got to understand what God did through this church and how it affected the churches in Macedonia. Watch this. How that in a great, do you see that? A great trial of affliction. It wasn't just a normal trial. It was a great trial of affliction. Notice this. The abundance of their poverty. No. The abundance of their joy. You see, you can't contain joy. It just overflows, doesn't it? And he said it was the abundance of their joy. Now watch this. The abundance of their joy and their great riches. No, it was their deep poverty. So wait a minute, let's, let's make sure we get this right. They're going through incredible trial and suffering. Pastor, we know the historical background behind that. These folks were suffering for Christ. But in the midst of great trial and great suffering, they had incredible joy. They were suffering with extreme poverty, deep poverty, the Bible calls it. But watch what happened. It resulted, it abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Is everybody with me? For to their power, and then Paul goes, I bear record. Now, now you got to get the spirit of how Paul is writing here. It's almost like he's saying, you won't believe this, but it's true. you got to see this to understand. He wants us to know what it is to abound in the matter of missions. And this is what he says. He says, they were willing, I bear to their power, I bear record, yea, and beyond their power. They were willing of themselves. Now watch this. Praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. 
So I think it was uh, Friday night. We're sitting here. Was it Friday night, Pastor? What did we do Friday night? Meet and greet Friday night. And I'm sitting here at the table, uh, meet and greet Friday night. And, and, you know, I'm looking for familiar faces and new faces and excited about being here. And in walks Brother Alex. And I'm sitting there thinking, now, did I meet him the last time? He looks familiar. You know, Pastor put us all up there this morning. He said, I want you to meet our missionaries. I don't want you to, you know, I want you to remember their faces. I'm thinking, you won't forget this face. Amen. He's like that. Amen. Brother Alex, come up here. Come with me, Brother Alex. And he comes, come on, Alex. Come on, you ain't that old. Amen. And he comes busting through the door, and, and, I, I, and, and he goes, Hey, brother, man, good to see you. And he's hugging on, just like that. There ain't nothing weird going on here, okay? And, and he's just hugging on me. Amen. And, man, I felt that love. And then he says this. You know what he did? With much entreaty. Sorry, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit, but it's all right. And I don't normally do this, I promise you, and I don't want to rob you of your blessing. But he had something folded up about this big, and he just went. Now, you get that. And it was like much entreaty. <laughs> I was like, dude, are you blessing me or giving me an injection? <laughs> And then yesterday, we're getting ready to go out soul winning. And I said something about Pastor's shirt, and Brother Chris had one on. I just admired it a little bit. And he goes, he's got on a Bible Baptist Church shirt logo, you know. And, and he says, hey, you want, you want this one? And, man, he's going out the door. I'm like, he's going to go out in the parking lot and get naked so he can give me his shirt, you know. <laughs> Where's that come from? It's just the over of a heart that is so in love with God that he just can't help but show that love in any possible way he can. And yesterday, thank you, my brother, yesterday we were out there soul winning and he's running up to houses and he's knocking on doors and he's passing out tracks. And man, he's just kind of like running because Brother Kenny's trying to get us to finish. And he passed by this old vintage Ford truck and he goes, man, he's scoping it out. I said, he's got a passion for God. Anybody seen my Bible? <laughs> Thank you, brother. And he's got a passion for four trucks. <laughs> and brother Alex, I just want to say this morning, thank you for pressing on me. Thank you for insisting with entreaty that we take the grace of God that we've experienced here in our lives and we take that back to Botswana and we minister to the saints there. And folks, we must close, but here's what it's all about this morning. The whole point is this. Are you going to abound in Christ? Because if you will, there is a reward, there is a result of abounding in Christ. There is a way that God gets glorified like He's never been glorified before. Let me tell you this, there is a way that your life gets enriched like it's never been enriched before. And we're not talking about prosperity gospel. We're talking about real blessing that comes from God in so many ways it's unbelievable. And it is, ju it is just the overflow of God's love into your life and mine, and it is the overflow of that love out of our heart to the world. Amen. That's what reach 
is all about. Would you stand with me, please? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Miss Becky, if you could come quickly and just begin to play a verse of invitation hymn. Thank you. You've been very kind, very gracious this morning. And just very quickly, may I ask you this? If you're here this morning and you say, Brother Mike, I remember that moment in time. I remember that day when I prayed and I asked Christ to save me and I received Christ as my Savior and I believed the gospel. And by God's grace, I'm saved and on my way to heaven this morning. I know I belong to Him and He to me. And I'm raising my hand this morning to testify to that. Can you just lift your hand for me quickly? Raise it high. Say, Brother Mike, I know I'm saved. I thank God for that. Now, I just wonder if you're here this morning and you say, Pastor Haley, I can't say that. I really can't. I, I can't say that I've ever received Christ personally, that He's real in my life but I want him to be. I want to have this joy that you're talking about. I, I want to abound in life. I certainly don't want to die and go to hell. I want to go to heaven and live with God forever. Amen. If you're like that this morning, nobody's looking around. Can you just lift your hand quickly? And we're not going to point you out or embarrass you. We don't do that here. We're just going to pray for you. And, and if you'd like to get some help this morning, we've got folks that'll help you. Is there anybody like that this morning? God bless you. Is there somebody else this morning? Anybody else this morning that say, Pastor, pray for me. I, I need Christ in my life. Now listen, I want to ask you, Christian, do you want to abound? Do you want to abound? Pastor said it this morning. We're going to have the opportunity to make some commitments to be in obedience to Christ. If it's in your heart this morning to abound, in Christ. I mean really abound in these things, especially in this matter of missions. Would you just lift your hand this morning and say, I so want to abound. I so want to abound. God sees my heart. God knows my thoughts today, and this is what I want in my life. God bless you. God bless you all over the room this morning. If you feel like God's leading you this morning to come and pray, we have just a moment here where we'll pray together before pastor comes if you'd like to come this morning and just commit that passion to the lord just say lord whatever you need to do however you cultivate whatever you desire in my heart i want to see it accomplished in my life this year and i want to abound in christ if that's your heart this morning would you come would you just step out don't hesitate don't linger just step out come to the altar kneel give that to the lord just say lord this is what i want and it's not going to happen unless you work in my heart. Lord, help me to abound in Christ. Many are coming. Would you come this morning? Let's pray together. Let's ask God to help us to abound in Christ, to be more than we ever thought possible, to do more than we ever thought we could do. You might be here this morning and need to surrender your life for service and just say, I surrender all. Whatever God wants me to do, I'll do. Father, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for liberty to preach this morning to be transparent to share with your people lord the love the work that you did in our lives lord to bring us to this place of fruitfulness and lord i just pray this morning for each one here as uh, lord honest hearts are just pouring out uh, their desire this morning lord to abound in christ lord you know what that's going to take you know what that involves you you know lord what that means and Lord, by faith this morning we come and we seek that blessing that we might glorify you, that we might reach the lost at any cost, that we might be personally enriched in our lives. 
Lord, thank you for all you've already done and thank you for what you're going to do. Bless now we pray in Jesus' name. Heads are still bowed, eyes are closed as folks are praying. Pastor, if you'll come.